guys, Janet here. While I wait for the girls to join, I just wanted to pop in and thank you so much for finding Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. Now, you found us once, but can you find us again? Well, we're on all the platforms. We are on Apple, iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Tumblr. Make sure that you are listening and subscribing and sharing us with your friends. In addition to that, if you listen to us on iTunes, rate and review us. Give us those five stars. Leave us comments. If you have some suggestions about things you want us to talk about, feel free to send us an email at two girls and a bottle of wine at gmail.com all spelled out all right let's get this show started hello i'm janet and i'm amber and we are two girls two and a, girls bottle, and of a wine. bottle of wine because men like booze and girls like wine what you look confused. i feel like i said that wrong no you said it right no oh, okay it's, it's just... just been so long i know it's been forever how have you been oh you know um I uh, was diagnosed with coronavirus, and so now I'm good after that. So how long ago were you diagnosed? So I was, I got my results on, what day was that? I think it was, yeah, on July 2nd. Mm -hmm. So my test was performed on July 1st, and I received results on July 2nd that I was positive for COVID. That was crazy. And how did that make you feel? Uh, I was shocked just because I didn't have like the normal. Um, you didn't have a temperature. Uh, nope. I didn't have a temperature. Now I do. I did have a cough, shortness of breath and some fatigue, but those are all things that I've had for the last couple years, just from my radiation and from my meds. And so that didn't trigger any alarms for me. But the fatigue and I had a headache for like five or six days straight. Oh, my gosh. But I had so much pressure like behind my eyes and um, my teeth hurt. And so we thought it was a sinus infection. But it was not. Oh, my goodness. What made you go yeah. get tested? So we have a very strict protocol at work where – um we have to fill out something. We have to fill out a form if we feel sick. And two of my symptoms of the headache and the fatigue triggered them to say, okay, even if you have one symptom, you should get tested. So um, that is what, and my boss, I had been on antibiotics for a couple of days and I wasn't feeling much better. And so my boss was like, eh, you might want to try and get tested just for like peace of mind, but also because you're not feeling better. So uh yeah and then how long were you because you were like out you were tired you oh were yeah not good for how long um it probably lasted about like the worst of it was probably about seven days seven or eight days um I actually developed a little so this isn't uncommon but I actually developed like anorexia in some format because I couldn't like, it wasn't like I was throwing up food or anything like that. I just didn't eat. And so I lost like 13 pounds in about four days. Um, and so I actually didn't eat food. It was from the 26th to the fourth, um, the night of the fourth or the fifth, I think was the first time I actually ate something that was, solid. Um, I ate soup a couple other days, but, um, mostly I was just eating 
I was not eating. So. Wow. Yeah. And there was a point where I started, I started to turn a little blue, um, (laughs) which uh, is, it can be a side effect um, or a symptom of COVID. Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, my lips started to turn blue like that on my neck. It was very strange, um, but that only lasted like two days. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm so glad you recovered. I know, me too. Because I know we were all like, what? Yeah, that was insane. I honestly. Okay, so you honestly what? So I honestly um, don't remember what I was going to say. Uh... (laughs) We were talking about COVID and then the computer did a little jumpy jumpy. So we had to pause. I know. We were shocked. And then I. Because you were, like, the one person that oh, yeah. follows all the rules. Like, you were, like, anti-hair appointment for the longest time. Yeah. I still haven't even gotten my nails done. I know. Because you found a way that you like, right? I do, yeah. I have color straight, and I'm obsessed with that. So, but I honestly, I think that's what I was going to say, is I did not think I had it. I thought for sure it was a sinus infection. Um, and the first couple of days... So I was probably symptomatic since the 23rd or the 24th. Um, But the whole time that I was symptomatic until, because I didn't start quarantining myself in the house until probably that like Wednesday, like right before I got tested. And um, if not that day that I got resulted, I can't remember. But um, so during that time, like Nick and I were sleeping in the same bed. He had been drinking out of my water bottle like all of this. And like you said, I am so good when we traveled. So I went back to Wisconsin, which we'll talk about in a second. (laughs) Yeah. And when we traveled, we went um, through Nebraska and Iowa because we drove. No one there wore masks, but I wore my mask every time I went in. Did Nicholas Rodriguez wear his mask? No, he did not. (laughs) And so he is not as diligent with his like hand. He is now. But, um, so I am convinced that he is the one who gave it to me. What? Do you think he was walking around asymptomatic? I do. What? Because he hasn't gotten tested, so we don't know. Yeah, he hasn't gotten tested, but he hasn't had any symptoms. He's been perfectly fine this entire time. And, I mean, outside of everyone that, I mean, when we were with, like, Mama Kim, Regan, and Nick, like, they they're not they're all fine too but they have all been really good about wearing their masks and we still kept somewhat social distancing while we were uh together so i don't think it was any of them and the only person that i was in contact with close enough was nick but even like being out in public I, the reports I've read say that the masks don't necessarily protect you they protect others so you wearing your mask may not have prevented right. somebody that had it that was just passing you in a gas station or passing you in a mm-hmm. grocery store or in Lowe's that um, didn't have their mask on, right? Yeah, this is also true. Um, and so it could have easily been like I maybe someone coughed or sneezed and didn't cover their mouth and didn't have a mask on and I like walked through it right, or something like that. And so um, now I am only wearing masks that are two to three layers Mm -hmm. and um i have also purchased a mask that uh is 
has a filter in it, but it also is fluid resistant to also help because although I've had it, that does not mean I cannot get it again. But it also doesn't mean that I'm not like shedding the virus right now. Like I've been cleared by our state department and I've been cleared by my uh, epidemiology team. But at the same time, like, I don't know, it makes me nervous. There's too many unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. So, but yeah, I'm good now. I'm so glad that you're good. (laughs) I am. I was, it was shocking. Um, And then I went out of town where I didn't have cell phone reception, so I didn't know what was happening, but no one messaged me. So I was like, I guess no news is good news. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I was mostly just like, I was out of it. I mean, there were days. So the Sunday before I got tested, I was in bed by 4 p.m. Like, most days, it was between 4 and 6 p.m. that I was already in bed and sleeping until the morning. I mean, I didn't sleep well at night, but um, I I couldn't be up. Like, I couldn't walk around. The fatigue was just insane. Wow. And so. I'm battling a sinus infection this week, and now you're scaring me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I'm tired. I don't have the headache. I don't have a temperature. I'm just tired and I have the sinus stuff because that's all I get are sinus infections. Yeah. I mean, you would recognize the fatigue. Like the fatigue reminded me of it wasn't as bad as when I went through chemo. But like we have, I don't know, like five or six steps um, from because we have a garden level house. And so we have one five or six steps that go to our middle and then five or six steps that go to our top. And I cannot walk up that in one motion. Like I would have to stop at the top and be like, okay, <sighs> okay, I'm gonna walk over here. And like a shower made me, I had to take a nap after I showered. Okay. Like, so my fatigue is not that extreme. That's good. That's, right. You're making me feel better again now, <laughs> but I'm so glad you're okay, Amber. <laughs> so glad. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> so let's talk about your road trip to Wisconsin. Um, yeah. How long of a road trip is this? So it was uh, like 12 hours, wow. 12, 13 hours. Uh, from we went through Nebraska, Iowa, and then into Wisconsin. Fantastic. And you have yeah. stories to share on the way there. Oh, my gosh. I hope I remember all the stories. It's been so long. I know. That was my fear. I'm like, oh, crap. Hopefully she took notes. Um. Oh, so I do remember um, one of the stories. So it is a Nick story, of course. Right. Because that's what they are. always um so we're driving and when we first get in the car like we start driving and at some point nick realizes that he is out of soap like body soap um body like he just didn't pack it no he ran out at the house okay and so we never got him any and i was like oh that's what it was i was like oh we'll we'll just get some at the bath and body works in lacrosse because nick only uses this one type of body wash And it is like the stress reliever kind, which I don't know that it really works. Yeah. No. (laughs) I don't think it works for him. That's Steve's Um, favorite hand sanitizer. Is that Yes. Okay. So he texted Regan and was like, hey, is the Bath and Body Works open or can we go there or something like that? And Regan was like, no, it's, it's closed. Like, they haven't opened back up. Nick lost his damn mind. Oh, my gosh. So we're driving and we're in Nebraska. We're getting towards the end of Nebraska and we have to stop to go to an outlet mall 
that has a bath and body works. So that way we can go in and get him some motherfucking soap. Did you have to wait in line to get in? Uh, so we were fortunate enough that we did not have to wait in line. It did take us a little while to find it. Like we had to drive around and it was very strange and it was like 9 million degrees outside. (laughs) And humid. Yeah. It was (laughs) stupid humid. And I was like, you're seriously going to make us stop for some soap because Nick and Regan have tons of body wash at their house. And so I was like, you could just, you nope. I can't possibly use any other body wash other than this. And I was like, can't you just use my body wash? Nope. (laughs) Okay. So we had to make an entire detour and spend like 20 minutes, 30 minutes getting this damn soap for Nick. Only to find out that in the end, when we got to Nick and Regan's house, they um, recommended that he use their beauty counter body wash. Oh, which he now loves. And so I had to order him that. (laughs) And he actually used that the entire time that we were in Wisconsin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And you collected mugs on, on your trip, yes? You got your Starbucks mugs? Yeah. So Nebraska was on our way to Wisconsin. It was really hard to find a Starbucks. Like, a lot of times when you're driving, like, it's always like, oh, Starbucks on the side of the road. No. No. There was, like, no no place to stop. So, but I did get one in Iowa, and then on the way back, uh, we got one from Nebraska. Yay! Oh, and I also got a coffee mug at the uh, campground we stayed at in uh, Minnesota. Yes, what does it say? Um, So, it has something about s'mores, and it says love. It's very cute. You showed us on the Marco Polo. Yeah, it is a super cute little mug. I love it. That's awesome. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about wine ninjas. Yes! Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Two Girls in a Bottle of Wine podcast. I gotta stop one second and tell you about our sponsor. That is Nature's Best CBD. It's a Colorado company specializing in hemp-rich products. They have products such as CBD pain creams, lotions, protein powders, capsules, lip balms, and pet products. I've used their products, um, the pain cream specifically, and oh my gosh, I was blown away. And all of their products begin with their ultra high strain hemp extract and their THC free, which means no psychoactive effects, no risk of failing a drug screen. You got to go check them out. You can shop on their website at naturesbestcbd.com. That's naturesbestcbd.com. Thanks, guys. So before we, we talk about wine ninjas, what are you drinking, Amber? So today I am drinking... Uh, 14 Hands Winery. It is called Unicorn Rosé Bubbles. Mm. And I am drinking it out of a unicorn wine glass. Where did you get the unicorn wine glass? Um, So the unicorn wine glass, I actually found at um, Children's Hospital in the gift shop. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) While I was looking for mass. But oddly enough, the 14 Hands Unicorn Rosé that I'm drinking, um, it's in a little can and... um, I cannot find it here. I got this in Wisconsin. Yeah. We brought back so much alcohol from Wisconsin because it's so cheap. I mean, I bought like five bottles of wine in Wisconsin just because it was about $20 less than it is here. Yeah. Um, But I am obsessed with this wine. It's a very nice rosé. And like, I actually like the little bubbly and stuff. It's great. And it's a pretty color. 
That's awesome. Um, I'm drinking water because I'm trying to stay hydrated with this sinus infection, but we can still cheers with water and wine. Cheers, Amber. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about wine ninjas. You've invited me to this Facebook group, and I'm I just now added my address today because I didn't understand until you know I didn't understand either. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, I understood what it was when I invited you, but so Trisha who um, I think we've talked about a couple of times. She listens to our podcast. Hi, Trisha. Um, she, <laughs> she always sends me great like wine ideas and stuff like that. And she invited me into this wine ninja group like weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like I just thought it was some like wine thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen people posting and it was showing up on my Facebook, but I wasn't really paying attention. And so finally I was like, what the hell is this? That was kind of my thing so, today. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So I started like researching it and basically what it is, is it's, this is something that I actually saw being done in lacrosse like months ago when everybody started getting like shut down and locked down and all of that. Yeah. And I was so jealous because Regan and Nick had done something similar to this. So what it is, is it's called Colorado Wine Ninjas and um, you go and you put your address and your likes or dislikes or allergies in an album that is either your city or the closest city to you. And they have all the albums. Um, and, it's, and it's a private group. So it's not like your yeah, address is out there in the, in the world. Exactly. And there are a bunch of rules and everything like that to make sure that everyone is staying safe and that no one's sharing information and all of that. Um, but then you basically choose someone and buy them wine a gift and basket like, right it, like yeah it's like a little gift basket that you can put together and you leave it on their doorstep and then you knock and like run away mm-hmm. um so i decided to do my first wine ninja basket over this weekend and i went insane so <laughs> i love stuff like this um and the girl that i chose the reason that i chose her was because well she was part of like the broomfields uh album but she said that her favorite colors were pink, teal, and glitter. Oh. And I was like, done. <laughs> this, is my, this is my lady. So she also said that she had two little girls. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stalk her Facebook page to see what they like and all of this. I, it was insane. I bought her, two, so she likes white and red wine. So I bought her a bottle of white, a bottle of red and then I got her one flavor of each of the Infinite Monkey Theorem cans. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got white, red, and rosé. And then I also, she likes coffee. And so I got her some coffee and a coffee mug and a coffee thermos. Oh, and my gosh. I got her little girls. Um, I bought them pink uh, things of, like, big bubbles that you can I blow. saw that, yeah. Yeah. And I also got them uh, um, lip gloss. So I got the mermaid and unicorn glitter lip gloss. Oh, that's amazing. And I also got, I got the mom. So I got the woman who I did, um, she got glitter uh, face masks. But I, oh, I also got the My Little Ponies. There was so much stuff in this basket. It was insane. (laughs) I lost my damn mind. So I go and I drop off the basket. And when I was stalking her on Facebook, I realized that we had a mutual friend. And our mutual friend was Trisha. Oh, that's hilarious. And so I texted Trish when I left the house. And I was like, hey, Trish, I just wine ninja your friend Ashley. 
And um, she was like, oh, my God, really? Blah, blah, blah. Well, Ashley was out of town. Oh. So I was like, oh, my God, do I need to go back and get it? Because that basket, there was a lot in it. Because I didn't even tell you everything I put in there. Right. And so we ended up having, like, we had this whole texting thing. And if it wasn't for Trish, I, like, I'm concerned that someone probably would have stolen it. Because she had to text Ashley to see if her husband was home. And then the neighbor ended up going and getting it. But they love the basket. And now we're going to get together and, like, hang out sometime. Ashley, Trish, and I. So I'm very excited, but I'm going to do another wine basket this weekend. I'm loving it. I have not been wine ninja yet, but um, I'm actually just loving giving the gifts to everybody. I like putting together a little gift basket. One of my one of my friends posted on the wine ninja today and was like, "I've gotten ninja five times. I'm taking my address off. I'm so I can let other people enjoy the fun, and I will." Uh, pay it back so awesome I will take a look at that yeah it's so much fun and after you do get ninja you are supposed to like remove your address or put I've been ninja right um but yeah, that's hard it's, fun. it's hard to follow the rules I think because I was like I was so overwhelmed and they were archiving the last couple days and I'm like I don't know yes. what this means <laughs> I don't know yes. well cool thank you for inviting me to that that should be a lot of fun yeah, I'm excited. So you got the Google Docs open? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lies. Totally, I have Lies. the Google Docs open. <laughs> so I found this interesting article along with COVID. Um, it was it was talking about face shields versus face masks. And when we were up in the mountains oh. for um, July 4th, I, I we went to a restaurant and I noticed that one of the waiters had a face shield and it looked way more comfortable and it looks like it would protect you more because it protects your eyes, yeah. your nose and your mouth. And it's clear. It doesn't like there's no slipping. I don't know. So I found this article about face shields versus face masks and which is better. And it really it, it says that there hasn't been a conclusive um, thing that says, yes, this is better than that. But do you have an opinion, Amber? So, I mean, I do. I think that the face shields are really helpful and really great for people that are um, in areas of like food or in the lab when we're opening things where you can, you know that there's going to be some kind of splatter. Um, and that's really what it's splatter for. Splatter in a lab with. just really grosses me out when you say that. Yeah. Trust me. I am aware. Because <laughs> <laughs> it grosses me out too. Um, especially since I've been working even close, even more closely with our microbiology team, mm -hmm. knowing all of the things that come into that lab that could splatter. No, thanks. No. I'm good. Um, but so I can see why it is definitely more protective for that purpose. But, um, I still think that wearing the masks is the best, but you can probably breathe better. I don't think that, I think as long as you're wearing something. Because there's right. so many people that aren't wearing anything that I think as long as you're wearing something, that's what's important. And so if it is more comfortable for you to wear a face shield, have at it. I mean, people may make fun of you because people are making fun of everyone. Um, Did you see the article that I shared on Friday night about the guy um, in April? He posted about how he's not going to wear no dang mask. Yeah. And then he wasn't social distancing. He went to several parties and then he got sick and then he died. Yep. And I know. And I'm like, so that's and I researched it. It wasn't like everything 
was very accurate in the story. It wasn't anything, no fake news before I, because I don't share stuff like that typically because, but when I read that article, it was so impactful. I I found his Facebook account, which was now an, a remembrance account, and I found all the things that he had posted, and it just like, bro- I'm like, how can people, like, it doesn't matter yeah. if, I know there's so many unknowns, and I know that there, there's so many answers we don't have, and people just don't like to be told what to do, but if there's a chance that you could save your life, save other people's lives, Absolutely. why not just wear a freaking mask? I've seen lots of memes about like, you know, I, we don't love wearing bras, but we do them. We do wear right? them. You know, we don't like following the speed limits, but we, we do most of the time, Amber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. It's just like the seatbelt. And it's just like, why? Why? Right. Because people just want to be like, ah. Oh, I'm independent. I don't need to be told what to do. And it's ridiculous. I know. It's it's heartbreaking that it takes somebody close to you or yourself getting it before you change your ways. I mean, Nick has a colleague that did the same thing where him and his friends were like, oh, fuck this. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to wear a mask. This is stupid. And one of his friends died from COVID. Oh, my god! And he was a very young man. He was under the age of 30. And it's just, it's so sad. And I think the challenging part is, too, is, you know, much like me, when I had COVID, like, I didn't have an extreme case. I thankfully did not have to be admitted to the hospital. But that doesn't mean that it couldn't have happened. Right. And that's the thing is you don't want to take the chance of getting it and hoping that it just goes away in 14 days. Um, a lot of people spend 30 to 60 to 90 days in the hospital. Um, trying to fight this. Exactly. Like you can't see anybody. I was talking to somebody recently who has someone they know who's going through breast cancer and they're having to have their mastectomy and no one's allowed in the hospital. And I remember going through mine and I just, it's heartbreaking to know all this. And you also don't know what other people are fighting. So it's not just about fighting COVID. It's the fact that people are going through cancer all the time or all these other health issues. And you don't know, you don't know people's stories. And so if you're not wearing a mask and you infect them and they already have an underlying health issue, you could have now killed that person. Like right. it sounds extreme, but that's, it's that's true. a sad state. Yeah. It's just... I wish more people would consider others. And I think it's sad to see how many people want to be selfish and not wear the mask just because they can't breathe. There's a variety of masks that you can wear and things that you can do to make it more comfortable and breathe. And sorry, it's a very big soapbox for me now. I I (laughs) totally get it. Just freaking wear a damn mask, people. Yeah. Like, really, what's it? What's it harming you? Okay, big Dancing with the Stars news. Did you see that? Oh my gosh, yeah, I did see that. Tom oh, wait. Bergeron, 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 and Aaron Andrews, um, who have been hosting Dancing with the Stars, are are leaving. What? I now I did not see that Aaron was leaving. I only saw all the news about Tom leaving. Well, he's been there the longest. He's uh, he's been on the show for twenty eight seasons. Aaron um, has been a co-host since season 18, and they're both leaving. Yeah, I didn't, I haven't watched this show religiously either, but definitely Tom, like his face, when I think of Dancing with the Stars, that's who I think of. Because the dancers change, of course the competitors change each season, and I liked Aaron Andrews. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, so that, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, where they take that. 
I agree. Um, and then let's see. Um, you were talking about your iPhone when we when we took a break last. I was. Have you heard about so, the new iPhone and how they're not going to sell? They're not going to provide charging cables with the new iPhone what? or earbuds because it's wasteful since most of their users already have multiple. Oh. So I agree with the earbuds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like I don't earbuds think, anyway. Yeah, I actually just bought their AirPod Pros, and I'm obsessed with them. They're wow. amazing. Um, it, I was When I was working from home the last two weeks, my old um, AirPods, every time I tried to connect, they kept disconnecting, and it made me mad, so I just bought the new ones. Um, but uh, So that, that makes sense, because everybody, I feel like, just goes and gets something else. And like you said, their earbuds suck, the ones that come with the phones. Um, but I feel like the cable, like that's I mean, needed. Their cables don't last very long. They don't. And you, because there are so many, like the, um, AirPods and stuff like that, or the iPad or your phone, they all use the same plugin most of the time. So, I mean, you're using it for multiple things. So I think that's kind of crap. We'll see. Or, I, I read that article, but I don't, until it actually happens, we'll see. Right. Or what? Or I think that they should include the ones that are like the, my, uh, where you just lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. They should put those in there because that's crap that I have to pay 50 bucks for one of those. I'm not going to, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying the wireless charging. There we go. There you go. And you have the new operating system that hasn't been released yet. How did you sign up for this? So there is a way that you can sign up on Apple. It's called like the beta profile or um, beta program or something like that. And so from your phone on your Safari app, don't do it through Google or anything. It doesn't work. But um, you can sign up your phone under for a profile and you download the profile onto your phone and then your system can update and then you get to see all of the um, features ahead of time. Now, you do take the risk that there are a little bit of glitches or maybe it doesn't work quite as you were hoping in some of the aspects, but you also get to provide feedback and it's almost like you're a developer and you get to be a part of the process. Um, so it's very exciting. So I have the new iOS 14 software very system. Very cool. And it's got like widgets and like there's just all this extra stuff and it's so fun. That is a lot of fun. Congrats. Yeah. Are you going no, to yeah, get the iPhone 12? I don't know if I'll get the iPhone 12, but I always say that. And then like six months after it's been released, I'm like, oh, my God, I must have it. Right. Because you have the iPhone 11, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I still have the iPhone 10. Yeah. Or the X, I, I, whatever they I call. went right in there to the iPhone 11. Was, yep. So, you know. All right. You want to jump into Bachelor World news? Let's do it. Okay. Cassie Randolph and Colton. Ugh. We text a little bit about this this last weekend. So last week on Bachelor Greatest of All Time, we had... It was the, the first Bachelor and the first Bachelorette, which we'll talk about in a yes. few minutes. And um, Chris Harrison had Cassie on, um, who recently, her and Colton broke up. And I was a little shocked, but she did not disclose anything. I, I like. I'm no, kind of like. Didn't say anything. I bet they're a little bummed that they had her on because she really didn't say anything that was earth shattering. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But then, and Chris Harrison, to his job, 
I mean, he tried to pull stuff out, but she was like, you know, it's just no. not really that. Like, it's not something I want to talk about. She it's shut still him really down. fresh. Yeah, like she didn't say anything. Um, and then all of a sudden, like social media blew the fuck up. Was about, it? A, it was and, a couple days later, right? Yeah, it was like two or three days later where everybody started talking about Cassie and. Um, I didn't Colton come out with something like he posted something on it. Yeah, no, I saw that on Thursday. Later. On Thursday, he posted, I've come to realize when you're in the thick of it, you just need to take a step back and look at things from a different perspective. In doing so, I've gained so much clarity about what I want and more importantly, what I need in a relationship. Yeah, but I didn't like I don't think he said anything incorrectly either. He didn't really directly say anything about their relationship, but they had both no. been silent. And then he broke his right. silence with that. And so then Cassie came back and said, I'd like to state that I do not wish to create an online petty war, Colton. As you know, we made an agreement not to publicly discuss our breakup. I've honored this, as have you thus far. Yeah. And then, so she goes, or let's see what happens. Um, where are you at? Where are you at? I don't, there was just so much that happened and I couldn't keep up with it and I didn't understand any of it. Mm -hmm. And so apparently now she's stating that she doesn't want to make enemies with or turn my back on the franchise, but she continues to say, Colton, your last Instagram post saddened me, but also left me frustrated. It seems you are subtly engaging in a tactic that peppers in aggressive comments such as that obviously changed this week in order to make me look like the bad one. And I feel like that's when everything like went downhill. Yes. And then she stated that she and the former NFL player. So she and Colton had a discussion ahead of the interview that left her feeling frustrated. And she said that on Monday, you inform me that you intend to monetize our breakup by writing a new chapter to discuss your experience with COVID um, which is when he stayed with their family and they helped like bring him back to health. Um, and you have also refused to give me any sort of approval on the chapter you will be writing, which will heavily feature me. This seems a bit unfair to me. Colton, you can do what you want, but please do not have a double standard. And Colton replied saying to E! News, replying say, that her accusations well, were simply for, not true. Yeah, a rep for Colton told E! News yes. that oh, I'm sorry. Thank her you. accusations were not true. And, you know, both uh, you and I, I think we, we were texting back and forth. And um, I think now that they're they're broken up, their their time in the public eye can, can go away. It's okay. Right. And yeah. maybe they don't want that. And so I felt like this was a way to kind of fan the flame and put their names back yeah. out there. When I think that other people, I mean, people from Bachelor Nation or just people in general blew it up because they have nothing else to do right now except mm -mm. for sit here and, you know, spin or what is it called? Stir the pot. Stir the pot. Um, I mean, even her talking about like the chapter in his book, it is his book. Mm -hmm. Like it's his opinion. It's his life. It's his perspective. It doesn't mean that it's correct. It doesn't mean that everybody has to believe it. It doesn't mean anything. And she's always welcome to come back out and say, you know, I had a different experience. The, then their um, names will be back out there. 
again. Right. Give him exactly. <laughs> and I, I was listening I mean, to a podcast. There was some one of my YouTube people that I watch. She recently released a book, and she was talking to the podcast host about you can mention people in books, and you don't have to have their permission. And no, no. defamation of character lawsuits typically go nowhere. It's right? just ex it's money you throw at the court system. Yeah. So. So. I don't know. It was all very interesting and it just kind of like took off and it kept spiraling and I couldn't follow any of it. Right. Okay. So we have some really good Bachelor Nation news. We do. It's very exciting. Bachelor Nation's Jaden Tanner announced the gender of the new baby. Tell us about it, Amber. So I love gender reveals. I think they're so much fun. Um, But unfortunately for Jaden Tanner, they had a lovely Pinterest fail. So they had planned to have like this volcano kind of box that was supposed to push out the color of what their baby was going to be. And unfortunately it failed a little bit and just came out like a flat pancake. Um, So they also had to later on like do something different with a powder cannon for a second try. Um, But they are going to be welcoming a little baby boy. Which is very exciting. So they already have a little girl. Yes, and adorable. And the thing She's about so the cute. the OG Bachelors airing, I didn't know who Jade. I knew the names Jaden Tanner, but like I'm getting to know these people. Yeah, it's awesome. It's very fun. I know. And then last week on The Bachelor, Greatest of All Time, whatever, they took a look at the first ever Bachelor, which I had no idea anything about him. And the first oh, yeah, ever never seen it. Bachelorette. And I think the only reason I knew about her is because she lived in Colorado, right? Yeah, I had never watched either of those seasons. Um, so it was really interesting to watch. It was kind of fun. Yes. And so I want to take a look at Alex Michael and find out what I, I, I did some research to find out where he's where he's at now. And then if you want to go over Trista afterwards, does that work? Yeah. Okay. So the first bachelor, his name was Alex Michael. Um, and I think it's the, Michelle. Michelle? That makes sense. I don't know. I think <laughs> I didn't pay attention. Alex M. Just in case he's listening. Yeah, because he, he is. Um, so know. when The Bachelor premiered back in 2002, of course, it wasn't the age of Instagram um, or even Facebook. Um, it was a much simpler time, and it meant that Alex could find love with someone who was really there for the right reasons. Because of the inaugural season filming during a time where literally everything wasn't plastered all over social media, Alex is now less in the spotlight than more recent Bachelor leads. In fact, unlike past contestants and leads in Bachelor Nation, he didn't go on to start a podcast. He didn't put him... He's nowhere to be found online. I googled. I can't find him. He didn't even come back for the, the greatest season recap show. But he is on LinkedIn... It appears that he lives in Washington, D.C., and he works as a digital media executive. He's also the co-founder of NuCo, a software development company. That's all we know. And I do think that there might have been, I think I saw some article where he talked about, um, or not he, but the woman that he chose um, said that when she was last in touch with him or last heard from him or something, he happened to be married. So I think he is married and has two kids. Oh. But... I only saw that in like one article. I haven't seen that in anything, any other news. Um, but yeah, his season was very interesting to me. 
very it was interesting. Kind of fun to watch, but yes. it was also very strange. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What did you think about it? It was it was very interesting. It definitely felt like it was. It felt like it was in the nineties. It didn't feel like it was early two thousands, but yeah, neither here nor there. Um, it did feel very authentic. There was still crazies, which I thought was interesting to still mm-hmm. have. And I didn't notice that they were drinking very often. Like I alcohol wasn't free flowing. Like on the first night, you didn't see everyone holding a wine glass. So I think yeah. it, it spoke to that time. I don't know. It was it, it was, was very interesting to watch. I thought the um, women were interesting because they seemed not that the women now aren't real, but it's kind of like that stuff that you see all the time now um, on social media where it's like, here are the teenagers dancing to whatever. And this is what I was like when I was 13. And it's like this whole different version. Um, And that's kind of what this was, is they seemed like they were real women. There wasn't as many blonde hair, blue eyed model looking Mm -hmm. type. They were real. Lauren. Yeah, they were real. And they, uh, so it it was just interesting. Um, And I enjoyed watching it. It was uh, different. And he sent Trista Sutter home, and that led her to be the first bachelorette. Yeah. So you want to talk about her? Yes. So Trista Sutter has actually stayed in the limelight, if that's what you want to call it, a little bit longer than everybody else, um, or than everybody from the Alex Michelle season. Um, She was sent home, and Alex ended up choosing Amanda Marsh, over her and it actually wasn't until like they had already done another bachelor season and then they went back and Trista was still single. And so they then asked her to be the first female lead and she ended up. um, So she was a 2003 in 2003. She was a former Miami heat dancer. And um, on the season, she ended up falling in love with firefighter contestant Ryan Sutter who actually lived in lives in Denver in Colorado. Vail. He lives in um where? Vale. Vale, yes. You are correct. I win. Um and a cookie. <laughs> and um so she accepted and they are still married to this day. Um they were actually the first wedding um that was done on air and there were 17 million viewers that tuned in for their four million dollar wedding that was paid for um, by the Bachelor franchise. Um, and that was the first ever broadcasted uh, wedding. And it actually aired over three different parts. Um, they showed their actual ceremony, but it also documented the couple's life leading up to the big day. They had been engaged, I think, almost a year when they ended up getting married. Um, and then after her season, she actually went on to sign on for Dancing with the Stars. Um, she did not win um, she ended up getting eliminated. Um, they, her and her husband have been living in Vail, and they have two kids. They have their son, Maxwell, who was born in 2007, and their daughter, Blakesley Grace, who was born in 2009. Um, and they both continue to document their lives on Instagram. And I actually follow Trista. I don't follow Ryan. Um, and they also appeared on a marriage boot camp. Have you ever watched that? Mm-mm. I've never watched it either, but um, they were back on it in 2014, um, kind of going through some of their marriage uh, challenges. 
Um, and Ryan still to this day has never actually watched right or Trista's season. That's probably and, wise. Oh, absolutely. Um, cause I know with Ben Higgins, like his new fiance, she's never watched his season either. Um, but he actually didn't watch it that night. Um, Trista originally was, uh, broadcasted being alone at her house because Ryan was doing, um, I want to call it boot camp. He was joining, but, he's joining the firefighters of Denver. So does that mean they're moving here? Yeah, I think it does. I, I was like, oh. I don't follow either one of them on the socials. So you're going to have to keep me posted. Yeah, I will keep you posted. Because she actually, as she mentioned on the show that night, that was the first time they were airing it publicly. But he is almost done with his training. And so I'm assuming that you have to be you in that county. You can't respond to a fire right. when you're three hours away. So I think they're going to move to Denver. So I'm very excited that we, you know, so I don't know that I'll ever run into them, but maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe. <laughs> there's always a chance. Anytime I went to Vail, I was like, I know. Where are they? There's a lot less people out these days. So, you mm-hmm. know, greater chance. Yes. And then coming this, they took a week off to um, air the CMA Fest, Best of CMA Fest, which I recorded because <gasps> my husband. Oh, I forgot to record it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I recorded part of it. I turned it on. It wasn't recording. I was like, dang it. Because my DVR is supposed to catch any Miranda Lambert and it did not. Um, So they took a week off and they're coming back with um, the opportunity for us to relive Brad Womack's two failed seasons of The Bachelor. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about watching this specific season and why it ended up being one of the ones they chose. I never watched his. Because it's a special case where he, he did it once and he failed. And then he came back and he walked away with someone. But then they broke up a few months later. Did I just yeah. spoil that? Meh. It's all over, right? It's fine. <laughs> I, I do mean, like I reliving these. Yeah I, yeah, I love the three-hour recaps. Because it doesn't take a lot of time out of my life. No, I'm... I'm excited. I wonder who they're going to do next. Because I know they kind of announced who they were going to do in the beginning, like the first couple. Mm-hmm. But they only announced it up to JoJo. And then, um, or no, I think they only announced it up to Ben. Like, I don't even think I saw that JoJo was going to be next. And then, um, so I don't know. Like, when after. is the end date? When does this stop? I don't know. Because I, I have seen a bunch of stuff coming out about um, Claire's season. And them looking at doing that differently. And so, I mean, they have to be filming Claire soon. But I feel like this is going to end in another, like, two or three weeks, maybe? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, and speaking of Claire's season, um, t- we knew that... Who's the new Bachelor? Uh, uh, Matt James. We knew he wasn't going to be in the list of guys for Claire, but Tyler Cameron had another friend that was, I guess, in the list of guys for Claire. His name was J.P. Caruso, and he is no longer competing for Claire's heart. I didn't know Tyler had two friends in the running. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And then Reality Steve said that 13 guys from Claire's season of The Bachelorette have already been cut. So, I I shared the list in our notes, but outside of Matt James, I, I don't know any of those people. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't. I'm a. I don't know who any of those people are. So, 
I'm not a big reality Steve fan, but I am like yeah. I've been trying to use him to to give me some information. So yes. he does. He has let us know that the filming will be at the La Quinta Resort and Club in California. Um, that they're bringing in extra guys so that they can test everyone for coronavirus, and they want to. Um, have enough guys that if anyone tests positive, they can send them home and still have enough guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Um, I saw pictures on his Twitter, on Reality Steve's Twitter, that showed Claire at the resort. So filming's pretty imminent. Yeah. I find it interesting that they're going to La Quinta, though. Like, I'm surprised. <laughs> it's a resort. It's not the hotel. It's the La Quinta <laughs> Resort. I'm going to look it up. You really like, need sorry, to because you're, you're, you're thinking of a La Quinta Inn. This yeah. is a resort. <laughs> it's not the I same. Was like, wow, Bachelor really uh, pulled it back. Jeez. And when I was trying to dig up some like facts on Claire's season, I found this article from Pop Sugar and they listed some things that they want to see and I totally was like, yes. Yes. To all of them. Have you found the resort yet? Yeah. Okay. It's much better than what yeah. I thought. It's not a La Quinta like Inn and Suites. It's a, it's a resort. <sighs> I was very concerned. <laughs> I know. Your face said it all. <laughs> okay. So with Claire coming up, she is, she is um, closer. She's our age. Right, you're gonna yeah. be thirty. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be thirty-eight. Um, I will be thirty-seven in five days. Right, you're two years behind me. I'm gonna be thirty-nine on the twenty-seventh. So, she's a little closer to our age because I think she's thirty-eight. Right, she's right in between us. Yeah, she's thirty-eight. Yep. So I, I think this is a great opportunity for the Bachelor franchise to. Uh, find more serious people that are really looking for love. And the nice thing is, with Matt James being the bachelor, these guys aren't going to be in run and trying to become the next bachelor, right? Exactly. So we, we definitely want to see emotionally mature contestants who are ready for love. She has made it clear that she wants a husband, not a boyfriend. And ABC doesn't have the greatest track record for finding men who are truly ready to settle down. So we want to see someone ready to settle down. And of course, the next piece. Are you ready, Amber? Are you at number two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. I forgot about this. Okay. Forgot about what? Podcasting? <laughs> are you- yes. No, I just <laughs> forgot about this spinoff series. No, not the spinoff talking? series. Oh. No. Oh. No, no. So it's the list of things that we want to see from Claire's season. Number two is diversity with in all types. Um, she has said if you line up the guys that she's dated, they're all different shapes and sizes. Is the link not in there? Oh, no. I didn't realize it was a slideshow. <laughs> okay. I'm on the same page as you now. So I, I'll get number three when you're she's there. She's hoping that the show's producers and casting crew give her what she wants and stops making conventional attractiveness the only factor in who makes the cut additionally these more diverse contestants we would like to see them on screen for more than just the first introduction episode we want to see the diverse contestants who are developing relationships with her get just as much airtime as the house drama yes that would be nice okay how about number three amber number three i'm there okay uh creative and safe dates 
So um, being that we are in the current health crisis that we are, that affects everyone, even reality reality TV, um, precautions have been made to make sure that everyone remains safe and healthy once filming begins. So uh, there was an interview with Ryan Seacrest, Rob Mills, and ABC's Vice President of Alternative Programming that revealed that the entire season will not be taking place in the Bachelor Mansion, but in the resort in South California that I just looked Not up. a La Quinta Inn, um, a La Quinta Resort. Correct. And so um, once everybody has been tested, they will be tested a week before. And then um, once they come back negative and shoot, then they just stay inside that bubble. So they won't be going anywhere else. And I'm assuming that they won't be rooming um, together, probably. This will probably be the first time that maybe they just have, like, one or two people rooming together. Um, and that this is great for safety, but I hope this doesn't limit what the dates are planned. So um, we don't want to just see weird sauna dates and hot yogurt. Hot yogurt. <laughs> That's called soup. <laughs> Nobody wants hot yogurt. Or hot yoga. <laughs> So uh, this is an opportunity for producers to get more creative um, to help Crowley get to know the men. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens because to that point, they may be able to actually like have real conversations and kind of not be in this fantasy world. Right. And, you know, the next one, it would be nice to see a visit from successful bachelorettes like Trista. Um, Jojo, Rachel Lindsay, um, Desiree, Ashley, um, it'd be nice to see them in the early episodes doing like a Zoom meeting with the Claire. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I think it'd be cute. I also like how they have, um, in this photo of the number four, they have Becca, but they don't mention Becca because we're not all sure if they're still successful <laughs> to this true. Day. <laughs> a lot of drama. A lot of drama. <sighs> yeah. All right, so number five is hoping that there is not too much focus on Claire's past relationships, which I completely understand this because let's be honest, every time, like when we did Becca's season, all we did was hear about Ari. Mm -hmm. When we did Hannah's season, all we did was hear about Colton. So it's this, and Peter, we heard about Hannah. Like it's this whole big thing. So um, Juan Pablo's season was so long ago. And so bad. such a shitty season. Um, so hopefully we won't have to hear about that, but she did also have some other relationships, such as the one with Benoit, most Georges Savard, um, <laughs> and was, she was briefly engaged to him following the Bachelor Winter Games in 2018, and hopefully we also don't have to hear about, um, as much as we love Matt James, we hope there isn't a lot of focus on that because it just tends to be another pot stir. Mm-hmm. So although previous relationships may be an interesting topic, do they really need to be mentioned every five minutes? So we're hoping that this will be different moving forward. Yeah. And then, you okay, Amber? Is your food there? Um, I think I might have a visitor. Okay, guys, Janet's here. So Amber had to to go a little quickly, a little um, unpredictably. Um, but I'm not done. I'm not done podcasting. Um, another Bachelor Nation story that I wanted to talk about is the Senior Citizen spinoff. Like, we saw 
the teases in, I think it was Peter's season, that was like, do you know a senior citizen that is interested in finding love? And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. So according to Variety, um, they've reported that the series is still on the table for ABC and they've received videos from seniors looking for love. And the series was in serious consideration to air in fall 2020 if the pandemic had not happened. So many things in life if the pandemic would not have happened. Um, Rob Mills from ABC said that some of the casting interviews that they got were just so touching. It's such a different way of doing The Bachelor because these people are just at a totally different place in their lives. There is an interesting thing about people who've hit the other end of the spectrum, who live their lives. They've raised their kids. Some have been widowed or divorced, and maybe some have never been in love. And it would be an interesting dynamic. I, for one, would be very intrigued to see what that looks like. So that's kind of our Bachelor Nation news roundup. What are we listening to? Well, what am I listening to since um, we lost... We lost Amber. Um, I have discovered The Fall Line. It's a new podcast that I listen to through iTunes. Um, and I find that to be a very interesting podcast. I also have discovered Park Predators. It's about um, predators that prey on people in like parks and, and such. Very interesting. Um, Wondery has a podcast. As you can tell, I've been all about the podcast since I'm not going anywhere. Um, they have a podcast which they're getting ready to release um, season two, but I had just now discovered season one. It's called Blood Ties and it's dark, twisted, and awesome all at the same time. Um, as far as music, I'm not really listening to any new music. Maybe it's because I can't see concerts, so... I did download the new Willie Nelson's album that came out, I think, July 3rd, and it's called First Rose of Spring. And if you're a Willie Nelson fan, you should go check that out. All right. How about from the wine book? We've got the wine book. It's the little book of wine tips, and we're going to look at number 22 today. Opening a bottle of sparkling wine can be messy and even dangerous if the cork flies out unexpectedly. I know we all have fear of that. So here's a tip. Hold the bottle at a 45 degree angle, directing it away from other people. Take off the wire muzzle, then grab the cork and hold it still while you gently turn the bottle with the other hand. This allows the cork to come out slowly and then you can have a glass at hand to catch the froth. I try to avoid the froth. Like if if you're careful, I feel like you can avoid the froth. Yeah, just let it chill for a bit. Um, some positive poly. While I pull up my Twitter, um, make sure and listen. Of course, you're listening. Share us with your friends and rate and review us. If if you're on the the iTunes app, the podcast and iTunes app, give us a five star rating. Leave us comments. We love that. All right, so I'm going to the Positive Vibes Twitter account because that is just the easiest place to find positive polys. And here's what they have. One year equals 365 opportunities. Each day is a new page in your book of life. So don't forget that. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you again soon. Bye.